Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is Will Leverson, and this is a Unidress Sports Spot Weekly. And this week episode follows on our most recent show, Decisions, Decisions. And what we were looking at in that episode was, you know, the sort of trades or decisions that it'll take to have a successful uh, professional sports team in regards to the attainment of a championship. And this week, here we are um, after life, after news, after the world. And certainly American professional sports has happened. And here we have uh, LeBron James at, and what's crazy is it, is that LeBron James has been so consecutively great, so competitive, such a mainstay in his professional sport that when he's on a historic clip, it's like it's second nature at this point. Like his seasons and historic pace seem to be synonymous with one and the other. And so he is just uh, congratulations to LeBron. Um, what a great accomplishment in an era and with uh, with so many prolific scores that in your career, sir, you have managed um, to surpass not even arguably a, a top talent, Carl uh, Malone. Now you are now the second highest scoring person that has the commentary that you're not a scorer, sir. So I don't know how to make sense of things, heads or tails most days. But congratulations to you, sir. Much peace and continued success. What is also so amazing is that we have the narratives that talent now isn't the same as talent, you know, at any other time in these things. And here we have that there's so many great scores in the league. And, and, and so there's a lot of great talent. But how do you hone that talent? How do you take advantage of this as a National Basketball Association uh, association uh, franchiser. How do you how do you how do you become how do you succeed in a league that is stocked full of guys that can light you up for at least forty on any given night? <clears throat> My goodness, 45, 50. You have guys that can really go out and do that at historic clips, and it's in multiple different locations. So, you know to put together a bunch of different personalities and to succeed at winning, boy, you've got to have, you know, some really special things in place, uh, i.e. record-breaking talent, uh, you know, people that are able to perform um, at the highest levels um, in a series, you know, a four, you know, four, five, six, seven sh game stretches at a time to be able to win in a clip where you're winning four games to be able to win. So you're talking about, you know, how, you know, how to do that. And what is so amazing is that there was once a time <laughs> when having someone that can compete on LeBron's level would usually net you a championship. Kawhi Leonard's career 
as an American professional athlete has been because he competed at the highest level against LeBron James when he deed up LeBron James in the finals with the Spurs, uh, like with Tim Duncan and the Spurs in Pops' um, last championship where they had LeBron, you know, he was he was having to do some Herculean efforts there uh, against all-time talent. And Kawhi Leonard, his, his, his claim, man, the fame, outside of being a, a fantastic defender, is that he competed against LeBron. And his ability to do that and, and D him up um, led to his team being able to outperform the last iteration of the big three heat. Man, the one where Ginobili dunked that same series. So, you know, LeBron as being a benchmark is is still what, you know, how you compete. You know, you're only going to, you know, compete to the level of your competition. And so those that can compete at LeBron's level, we're going to say that they're a pretty good player. You can stake your championship aspirations off that and then grow that conversation out from there. You have a Toronto Raptors team that won with the great assortment of personalities, talent, and they had Kawhi Leonard, who was able to perform at that level in those spots. So his success, you know, when we sort of discuss things or, you know, is this player fair or is this, I mean, the proof is in the pudding when it comes to that. So, you know, the, the bravado of some of the, 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 the personalities, you kind of just have to go go with that. It's it's amazing to be able to appreciate that and to see that level um, really shine through. But the level of talent in the NBA is where Kawhi Leonard and LeBron's efforts are even amongst your record-breaking talent. And then you grow the conversation out from there. You have a conversation about a team like Golden State, who... They, with their assortment of talent and how they've managed to maintain a core of that talent. And it doesn't just, not just around three individuals. It's what we're able to, I guess maybe three is a good number for us. Um, but uh, that team is more than three working parts, man. You have a coach that is able to uh, leverage and, and, and get the, the performance out of that assortment of talent. Uh, so that they can go and win championships. There's the recruiting, and 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 I'm sure um, to to some degree that there's a great sharing in that organization of those personalities. I don't think one is separate from the other. I don't think Draymond how he is um, the narrative about him, his edginess. I don't think there's no different from Steph or from Clay. I mean, my goodness, Clay just came back from man a man an injury. Man, only other person maybe been hurt worse than him and KD probably been Paul George uh, in recent time uh, uh, there. Um, so uh, Gordon Hayward certainly, but as far as a, um, a, a, a upward trajectory or Derrick Rose also. But um, my goodness, man, we you know we weren't expecting um, you know Clay to be able to come back and, and, and you know and so here he is, and so that that organization. It's, they're going to have success in this era because of that dedication. Players are going to age, so it's going to be how do you celebrate and emulate that success when you got to change out that machinery, man. When you, when you know the box making machine, you know that was able to make boxes fifty two hundred boxes a an hour. There, you, you, well, you might need the one that is going to always run at forty seven 
you know, and, and, and then spread that one so that you, you don't lose anything. So you, you never know um, how how that's going to change. But what you can do is make sure that you do stay true to your identity. Now, there are some other teams um, here when it comes down to who have made great decisions. My goodness, let's look at the player um, here. We've had a couple conversations about Kyrie here, uh, Kyrie Irving here on Sports Spot Weekly. And we are able to appreciate um, the having the ability to cover um, an athlete like Kyrie Irving at this time with so many different conversations. Um, but what is refreshing is that Kyrie has managed to remain that functional Kyrie and still be able to play at a high level um, in this era with top talent. So Kyrie Irving dropping 60, that is still crazy when you have a top talents out here, man. This, this, this guy, man, this individual, this person isn't, man, we're seeing things that, you know, while the talent level, it, it seems to be there, we, we may not see another genius level athlete like Kyrie in his field. You know, the only other sport probably where you have some virtual virtuoso-esque <laughs> talent like Kyrie Irving is is, is probably going to be like tennis or one of those sort of sports where their mastery and all those things with placing shots are kind of, you know, uh, or maybe even golf, you know, this. And so there's, there's just a lot of different uh, things that are really great about what Kyrie Irving is doing right now. So, sir, if you listen to the show, thank you uh, so much for all it is you do. And uh, good luck to you and the team, man. But even a team like the Nets, right, they were criticized. Man, look, check this out. <laughs> the Nets were criticized, right, for putting together any of the teams that they've put together in the last three to five years. Why are they doing this? Why are they doing this? And then they put together a team that for a moment had talent, James Harden, Kyrie, and KD. Yeah. Many others, uh, Blake, um, yeah, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge until he had to retire and everything. Um, so you got a lot of, you know, a lot of great DeAndre Jordan. Man, like any team with a guy that can go out and get you rebounds, man, uh, or Andre Drummond. Man, look, <coughs> excuse me, any team that can... Uh, you know, have a guy to go out and get you 10, 12 rebounds the hard way, you know, a hard situations. Those are situations that when you were in a game where you don't won by three and four points, it was because those rebounds that you pulled down and were able to keep up a score and put scoring pressure, you know, on your opponent, you know, that's going to dictate that game. See, there's different subtleties and nuances in all sports, but especially on a professional level. These guys are, are the very best that we have. So a lot of those, you know, faith-based hero mechanics and some of those very elementary parts of the game are what are going to be the difference maker even at a professional level. So we have somebody that's able to get out there and get your points in situations where otherwise you'd give them up. That's where you're going to win. And so those are the, you know, those are the subtle things. But my goodness, with all those teams competing at that level, the other team that was, or I should say the personality at least, that is, was criticized, the current um, uh, reigning NBA champion Milwaukee Bucks, and how they put together their teams and, 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 and you know, everything about um, who they are in a, you know, big splash, big market-based um, 
you know, even though when it comes down to economies of scale, places like Milwaukee aren't supposed to generate and dictate things, you know? We'd be looking for New York or someplace like that to be the current reigning champion so we can say something different other than what we're saying about Milwaukee. But you got to say something different about Milwaukee because they have who, on a historic pace, man, is the best Milwaukee Buck, man, that we've ever had in the years that we've had the Milwaukee Bucks. And then you grow the conversation out from there. Man, Giannis, let me tell you something. If Giannis would have joined the dark side, man, and went to went to a team like Golden State, we wouldn't be talking about many other historic teams right now. We wouldn't be talking about Jordan's uh, Bulls. We wouldn't be talking about um, – uh, we, the only teams we'd be talking about would be in, in antiquity, teams that are, like, untouchable, like the old-school Celtics or, like, Wilt Chamberlain Lakers, like, because it'll be on – Giannis with a team, like, man, Giannis with – with with Steph and Clay and Trayvon Green. You're talking about probably the only team, the only way that could happen is on 2K and somebody's fantastical um, fascination, man, with putting together a dream team in a video game. Uh, should that uh, happen, man. But the Milwaukee Bucks were criticized, man, put together the sort of talent they have, but they have all-time historic talent. And so they can put that in any, you know, stack that hand in any game and have a good enough chance, man, to come out on top, you know, based off who they have. And so Giannis out in the Kumpo is still out there. And then the rest of the, and, and the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, um, uh, you still have Chris. You still have uh, Grayson Allen, man. He's 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 a little scrappy Stockton-esque uh, uh, sort of player, man. So they have them. They have a good squad, man. And they have the, the, some of the uh, other supporting cast. They got Porters, man, out there being an enforcer, man, and doing those things, man. They they lost uh, PJ Tucker, man. And let me tell you something, guys like PJ Tucker, like we talk about at uh, 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 Drummond and uh, some of the others, man. Those guys in those championship situations are the ones are that are going to change your stars. Man, don't nobody know nothing about no Matthew Dellavedova, man, until he was or Timothy Mozgov, man. They were competing at a high level, man, there with LeBron, man. And so that's how we know uh characters like that, man. So uh, you know, good job on Milwaukee Bucks, man, for staying true to your identity. Imagine that. And and being able to leverage your market. Now they have some answers, questions that they're trying to answer, I believe, in other aspects outside of basketball. We wish Milwaukee Bucks well in that endeavor, man, because certainly Milwaukee um, as an area, as a city, man, um, you know, if y'all want to be that tie that binds, man, and does that, man, uh, do it to the best of your ability. And uh, until someone can compete at Giannis's level out east um, in, a, in a championship uh, and win, they're going back to the finals um, there. Um, now, Miami has a nice team put together with guys like P.J. Tucker, Jimmy Butler, um, bam, and then you also have um, Tyler Hero, uh, superhero there, man. You know, hopefully there's some graphics somewhere of you, man, uh, uh, in some fantastical Miami Heat uh, superhero-themed uh, costume, man. But if there is a X factor for the Miami Heat to be a team like the Atlanta Hawks, uh, 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 it's some to be a better version of that, of course. But realistically, the Miami Heat's 
true chance isn't if Jimmy Butler performs or even Bam. Um, how Tyler's superhero comes through, if he can be um, Booker-esque for the Miami Heat, they, along with P.J. Tucker, some of their other veteran talent, they would be able to compete against Milwaukee in an Eastern Conference championship for sure. And if they were able to beat Milwaukee in that situation, then they, that team of the Miami Heat in that situation with having having to have beaten Giannis's Bucks, that team should be the favorite, um, even against teams like Golden State, which Golden State, in order to get to the championship, they have to go through some top talent out there. Um, I don't think Luka is just going to go away, Luka or, 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 or Nikola. So with those two uh, twin towers out there, uh, and then you also have the other tower there. <laughs> uh, you have Rudy Gobert, who's playing in some magnificent spots. So Utah is looking to do some damage. So if Golden State can manage to weather that storm and get to the championship, I don't know if Golden State in that aspect has enough over the Miami Heat other than the X Factor Tyler Hero. If Tyler Hero plays well throughout this, uh, through a championship, Miami will win. My, Miami, Miami then will win. Uh, but you still have to go through Giannis. You still have to go through KD. Uh, and they're playing fantastic basketball. But um, if Giannis, if, if, if the Milwaukee Bucks repeat and make it back to the finals, then they would definitely be the team that's going to. They're they're still that. So the winner's still going to come out the East. The winner to this year's championship is going to be an Eastern Conference team, because of the com competition at the superstar level. Milwaukee weathering that storm in the East is the clear. They're the clear favorite because they have Giannis and the rest of that team, and that's just the way. That that's going to do going to go in American professional at least in basketball sense. Now football, completely different ball of wax here. The most when we're talking about competing and we're talking about you know where is the top talent? You know where where should the winning team come from? And just in that law of large numbers, right? That elementary salesman sort of you know comb over sort of thing, right? Is that you know the law of large numbers? The more the more. So the winner. <laughs> of professional football should be from the toughest division because they are competing at the toughest talent. With the exception of the New England Patriots of all those Tom Brady years, they weren't necessarily the best team. <laughs> as crazy as it sounds. Hands down out of the AFC. But yet Tom Brady's masterful ability and Bill Belichick's ability were... You know, they were really complimentary during those great runs. And that's where you get those championships from. Obviously, Tom Brady's a winner. He just won one. So uh, with a whole nother team. So when you're able to, to, to repeat that and, and do that, you're in a different space of being able to. It's not a fluke. It's not just because of a silly grin. You know, you're really uh, competing at a different level and able to yield and leverage things. It's no different from a top talent in a, in a, in a, in a business executive sense where they go, you know, it's like the CEO of, of, of General Motors going to go make AT&T work or vice versa. Actually, that's the way that was. The person that ran AT&T went over to go help General Motors, and that's what helped uh, res uh, that resurgence. 
man. And so top talent, you know, is, it's going to do that. You're going to emulate that success, in, you know, in other sense. So um, the AFC West is the most competitive conference in, Amer- in football. So that's where you're going. That's where you're going to pick a winner from. Now, the Rams against that Cincinnati Bengals team was every bit of that dynamic that we were just mentioning uh, there about the Eastern Conference in the NBA there, that, that you know, that the, 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 the grittier team there, if they happen to get through some of that talent, then they should win. Well, you grow the conversation out from there. The defensive effort of the Rams are what kept that team from losing to that um, big playability Bengals team because for a moment there, we were all seeing that same Matt Stafford quote-unquote. But because of the greatness of that of those defensive anchors between Von Miller and Aaron Donald, the veteran playability of Von Miller and the big playability of Aaron Donald are what dictated that game. And if Cincinnati has, you know, a far different offensive um, assortment there, they win that game. And that's that they win that game. And so when we talk about, you know, uh, uh, you know, that ability to sort of win, when we look at the AFC West, all four teams, all four teams, there, you know, there was one point that Justin Herbert uh, uh, there um, was is in every big um, sort of spot there as any other top talent quarterback that we were just mentioning in last year's uh, football uh, um, year. So when we're talking about, you know, the other talent there, you have Patrick Mahomes, right? So who, you know, <laughs> until they played a Bagels team. Uh, and lost in overtime, man. Okay, so you don't. It, it is, this isn't one of those situations where uh, it's a fluke that the Bengals managed to be able to, uh, you, you know, have themselves. And say, Look who they beat. They beat the Chiefs. So it, it wasn't like it was an odd flukish, you know, injury riddled, um, you know playoffs there for for any team in the AFC. No, they were competing, man, as best as they could, man. We thought we thought we was gonna see Patrick Mahomes, you know, duel himself into a whole nother uh, Super Bowl and, and get to see that big cannon that high octane offense, man. It wasn't so. Man. So um boy, you know, this year we're expecting a lot more from Patrick Mahomes and that Chiefs team. Uh, I think that they're going to respond well. There's no reason why um, one of the top teams in the AFC shouldn't find themselves in there. It just so happens that they play in the toughest division in football. So even the Chiefs have to now go through Justin Herbert and that Chargers team. And, oh, by the way, the Raiders aren't, well, your uncle or your big cousin's Raiders at least. Um, So the Raiders aren't competing in a different spot. And then you also have – a Denver team that now has a Super Bowl winning quarterback put in a similar situation that the prior uh, Super Bowl winning quarterback Peyton Manning was in. Different points in their career. Russ isn't as banged up as Peyton, at least as far as we know on a stat sheet um, there. So hopefully Russ's big playability translates into similar success that happened with Peyton Manning. I don't know about the offensive minds, okay? 
that are there in Denver. See, that's the other component to this. See, football is a little bit more susceptible to having, you know, different, you know, levels in your infrastructure that if you don't have a great offensive mind. So, for example, there without question, if the Denver Broncos had Kyle Shanahan as their coach, right? Then we would, I promise you, we wouldn't try to figure out if Denver's going to end up competing in the championship. And that's just plain and simple. Now, there's no knock against the current coach there at Denver whatsoever. We're just saying that for situation for situation and when we're projecting things and we, and we put the confidence on it, it's like any market, okay? If, if all of a sudden, you know, XYZ Azan, you know, uh, went from being helmed from, you know, by the, by, by, you know, Tony Stark or somebody, and it went to being, you know, helmed by uh, Jimmy Olsen, <laughs> even in a comic book sense, he'd be like, man, what is, you know, what's going on? I guess, you know, maybe we're going to do something weird with the, with this entity. It's not meant, we're not going to think it's going to be meant for anything, you know, real. And that's right. That would be like the same thing for football. If right now in, in, a, in a perfect world, Kyle Shanahan would be the coach of the Denver Broncos and then adding a piece like Russell, Russell Wilson would be one of the last things that they would need in order to have that transformative offense and do all those things. But that's not what we have here. And so hopefully Russ competing in the toughest division in football and having that big playability will be enough to put Denver in a position when I mean, they don't have Von Miller there. Imagine that. You know, my so without having that in place, I can't say that the Denver Broncos will make it much further than what their situation dictates, which is them playing for an opportunity to play in for Super Bowl. Now, I don't know how many playoff wins that is for the Denver team, but that puts them in that situation. And maybe for them, they feel that that's enough. But then we go over to the other team, okay, out of the AFC, that, once again, the more the more, we haven't mentioned the NFC yet, not because, guys, I mean, they don't have powerhouses over there, but we're talking about teams and entities that have made the right decisions to put themselves in position to compete or to win that championship. So we are talking about the place that has the most competitors, the conference that has the most competitors that are going to compete for a championship. Even though they each have their equal weight, but remember, compete and win. And more of those teams are going to come from the AFC. So the only other team that we can really go to that has a chance of, you know, competing and winning that we're not. The, the New England Patriots are going to be in a position to compete outside of being outside of the tier of any of the teams in the West that we just mentioned. You know, that, that, that doesn't put them in a higher position than Buffalo. Buffalo just made one of the better decisions defensive-wise to bring a defensive anchor like Von Miller. He's not banged up. He's off of a win. Von Miller may be playing in a different space as a professional athlete. That if Von Miller and that skill set, if he can go, now check me, man, if Von Miller can go to, to, to Buffalo and in a big play situation be every bit as effective as he's ever been, then you are talking about, as he stated, a very special situation. If he sees himself as being in a play in that spot, one thing that 
he doesn't have to worry about is immediately competing against the next person that maybe he sees as a professional player as being his, you know, his pair of body <laughs> or, or, you know, the, the, the person it, it is in Aaron Donald. So, hey, if, if I'm Von Miller and I no longer have to compete against Aaron, you know, out of a 17 game schedule, maybe I got him once as opposed to two times or maybe more then I have increased my chances of winning. So I'm going to go with Von Miller's choice, and I'm going to say that Buffalo and Kansas City, apart from any teams in the AFC, should be competing for the championship this year. Now, Justin Herbert, uh, there in that Chargers team, they should do well. But now, uh, outside of New England, uh, when we were just talking about teams that are from the AFC that are going to be in any position there uh, to do anything, that's it. And, and well, so... Derrick Henry as a player. You see, this isn't about, you know, football's a different sport. But Derrick Henry as a player, man, you know, it. we're not going to – talent like his that's able to perform in the NFL in this day and age with the defensive players like Fawn Miller and Aaron Donald, oh, man, and, and, and a whole host of others, man, uh, uh, here, but – to be able to, to to run the football like that, but the Titans have to compete in the AFC, which they're in a better spot because of Derrick Henry's talent than what they are as an organization, which doesn't which while moving them higher than New England's ability to go and win a championship, to compete against and they still have to compete against Lamar Jackson uh, uh, there, uh, uh, and they still have to compete against uh, uh, the Bengals um, team there. Uh, and so um, there's just a lot of different talent in the AFC that won't yield the Titans anything that's already in those other situations other than we'll get to see Derrick Henry probably rush for 2,000-some-odd yards next year. Um, there, I just hope that he's able to stay healthy and that he – if he's if his career is, is as rewarded as Megatron's, then I don't think I don't think that'd be wrong. It'd be great to see a ten thousand yard rusher be a little bit fresh and get some of those yards fresh than be, being you know some of the legends that we hear about in antiquity. So you know, uh, uh, good luck to Derrick Henry and good luck to the uh, Tennessee Titans. But um, well, the NFC, <clears throat> and here's the reason why. Uh, the Packers had a flashback to the 90s party where we um, keep the quarterback that we've had one Super Bowl win with uh, because he's good and that his name draws, you know, our season ticket holders to spend more money in a stadium, which gets us money to maybe not be competitive enough to keep our top talent again. But we do it because of novelty and that this is what we do because this is a safe thing to do. Uh, there. So Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, he's a legendary talent, man. So um, in a time where we have a lot of great athletes, um, you know, it's, you know, four-time winning MVP, you know, a lot of great stuff that, like I said, generates a lot of sales outside of football because people will, you know, buy into the, the you know to the to the playability of Aaron Rodgers but when you're trying to win an NFL championship in today's NFL you have to make like 
up-to-date decisions. And the Packers haven't wanted to be competitive in that sense. See, I said haven't wanted to in Packers, not that they're the talent on the team. That's, see, we're talking about different things in a different time, okay? This isn't the time where the legendary player can, you know, uh, you're, you're trying to get, you know, your name recognition in, in, in multiple or at least have, you know, a different yield than something that worked in the 90s. Tom Brady and that New England team didn't put together those years just because Robert Kraft doesn't know what, you know, he man, he's a very transformative business person. He's able to yield and leverage things, you know, in different eras, man. That's and look at what the Patriots were able to do, man. You know, the Packers aren't the Patriots as an organization. It's not because of the folkiness of green and gold and, and of Lombardi trophies and the fall for, you know, foresters of orange and green and green and gold. And the, like, that's not, I mean, yes, but to like win championships, you have to make decisions in this time frame and making decisions built for the 90s, man. You're not going to win in the 2020s. <laughs> You're, you're not going to win that way. And so uh, good luck to Devontae Adams, man. Good luck to the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I hope that when we have the 30 for 30s and stuff like that, we can all sit back and drink on some high life or something. And uh, we can reminisce, man, about when Aaron Rodgers played Ben Roethlisberger, man. And, and, and we could we could talk about the interception rule touchdown. You know, they change the trajectory of, of another of another Packers team. You know, we could we could talk about that stuff, but we won't be talking about a championship because they're decision making. And so the only other uh, two competitive teams there in an in NFC that are, we're going to talk about a championship because we'll hope for it, but it won't happen. Will be uh, Dallas Cowboys because they had a flashback to the early two thousands party. Um, and their decision making where you were a little bit more trendy than you were in the 90s, um, but you were still kind of stoically in a, in a different mindset. And you grow the conversation out from there. And then that's where we have um, the situation that we have in Dallas. Um, hopefully that the defense is able to yield that defense should make that team competitive. Um, they have offensive talent. Of course, Armari Cooper is not there. Um, but once again, see. We're talking about a different situation. If the Dallas Cowboys had a different situation in an offensive, because you have to score points, okay? You have to score points in a high-octane league, and that's why all those teams in the AFC we just named are going to be competing or otherwise win a championship this year. And it won't be because that... Um, the LA Rams don't have a fantastic team, but we're talking about in a situation where the league, every, everything's going to be a year older. Matt Stafford's going to be a year older. It'll be off of winning a championship. So does Matt Stafford come back just because he's in that uh, high octane system? Um, you know, great, offensive mind doesn't mean that Matt Stafford comes back and able to, you mean he had another quarterback in there 
competing in the same space. So let's see how the Rams are able to duplicate that. They are in perfect position to repeat and make it back to the Super Bowl. But if we're talking about winning that against an AFC team that's not the Cincinnati Bengals with that same team that they're running back with, then that AFC team should win. Depending on what happens with some of those defenses there, um, I don't think that a Las Vegas team I think a Las Vegas, uh, if for whatever reason it ends up happening, that a Las, and that would be an interesting, that, that would be an interesting Super Bowl, by the way. Las Vegas Raiders against uh, the LA Chargers. Uh, that would be, that would be a treat to see. But I think, um, you know, any other team outside of the Chiefs or outside of Buffalo uh, or a Russell Wilson. Denver team that will have competed at that. I still feel that the AFC has has the edge in winning there. Um, there, so uh, good luck to the Rams on repeating there this year. They should. It should be a hard fought year though. They're going to have to go through um, maybe the third or fourth best, uh, uh, or at least or at least the third um, most competitive division in football, and that's that NFC West there. Um, I still think that some of the other divisions, because of the other level of talent in those divisions, like out of that uh, AFC uh, North division there, um, those teams are, are, are you know, and, and yeah, that, you know, three out of the four teams are really are really competitive. So outside of AFC West, I say the AFC North is the next most competitive division, and then that NFC West uh, there by far. And then you have, uh, you know, and then you could arguably say um, there uh, the AFC South to some degree. Although of course those Jacksonville teams in recent years uh, ha- haven't been as competitive there. Um, so yeah, the definitely, definitely the Rams have the third, um, most local, um, uh, to their, you know, to their immediate, to their success in their own division. So they should do well. Uh, of course they should win their division, which means it makes them the best NFC team there, but depending on who they play in the AFC, either they have a similar, uh, trajectory there to having a, a level comp- a opponent like in Cincinnati, or you're going to have to deal with one of the, the greater, um, the greater teams there, the AFC in Buffalo or the Chiefs there. So I uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, tune in to the show here. You can always listen to the Union Address here on Anchor app. Uh, if you don't know about the Anchor app, it's the best way to make a podcast. It has great tools that allow you to put the best content out, reach your audience with the right message there. And if you want to know more about the Anchor app, you can visit your Apple or Android uh, market there, or you can visit anchor.fm. Alrighty, thank you guys for listening to Union Dresses. Will Everson. Have a have a nice day.